0: you are listening to a mint podcast brought to you by hd smartcast
1: bank fixed deposits today fetch anywhere between 5 to 7.75 percent interest rates but fixed income investments are not just for high returns but for stable return for today's episode of why not mint money i'm in conversation with Saurabh Jain, co-founder of stable money on how you can use various strategies to get most out of your fixed income investment
0: Welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started with your money journey.
1: Hi Saurabh, thanks for joining us today and from what I understand you are having a pretty busy time today.
0: Oh yeah, yes. So honestly, we are launching our stable money product. So there is a lot of work that is happening on that side. So just, yeah, just came back. But yeah, busy, but exciting times.
1: Right, right. That's great. That's great. So sort of, you know, I wanted to chat with you about fixed income investments, you know, wanted to get your sense why investors should have fixed income in their portfolio, how it can help. So what would you tell to an investor who is still thinking whether I should get into fixed income and how much fixed income I should have? What would you say to these investors?
0: But I think I'll tell you a very interesting story that is happening in India right now, right? So if you see Indian markets in the last five years, most of the retail investors have joined in the last five years, right? So whether it's equities, whether it's mutual fund, whether it's any other investment platforms, last five years was the golden time period, right? And the initial two, three years of that was the time period at any point in time you start investing, you have always seen the money grow in this but when then COVID happened, then after that, whatever recession and the global impact that we are seeing right now. I think a lot of these first time investors are going through that turmoil of money not growing fast and they have excessive allocation in the equities these days. And I think that's the first time experience I have seen when I speak to a lot of friends, family, potential customers, right? That they are now considering portfolio allocation, which I think the top 1% of India or well, these savvy investors in India have always mentioned. So I'm I'm personally a very strong believer myself of having a portfolio allocation. Where I think in these times, specifically in the age of 25 to 35, having a 30 to 35 percent of portfolio in debt instruments is very very critical because it's, it gives you a lot of that shock absorber in terms of when the time is not right for the equity market, right. you you can still sleep peacefully.
1: Right. Sure. And uh, sort of according to you, what are some of the attractive opportunities that are out there right now that investors should be looking at?
0: Oh, yeah. So interestingly, what, what we have always seen is when the repo rates are down, right? when the interest rates are down, bonds always offer 8, 9, 10% kind of things and the very traditional FDs offer 5 to 6%. But when the repo rate goes up, right, these bonds don't go up so drastically. But the instruments which are at the lower interest rate brackets, which are at six, seven percent, they will go up very massively. So in the last six to eight months, FDs have become very, very interesting opportunities in Indian markets. I know there has been a lot of influencers and everybody has come up in the past and said that fds that doesn't beat inflation it's not a good instrument and i've seen a lot of people following influencers actually stopped investing in fds but i think there are two things which are happening first is um, uh, interest rates for fds are reaching eight to nine percent now uh second is um The whole Yes Bank fiasco, there is a lot of focus on the insurance fees that RBI offers on the banks, right? So a lot of people are aware about the insurance up to 5 lakh per account, per bank, per user. And that is helping a lot of people to understand that these 8-9% small finance bank kind of FDs are also good opportunity for anybody to invest. So suddenly I believe FDs of the small finance bank are very very attractive and I think this will remain attractive for the next maybe six to eight months bare minimum is what I see. And
1: you know for an investor who is now setting out to build a long-term portfolio, what kind of fixed income investment should be considered for a long-term portfolio?
0: Oh so I think long-term portfolio there are a lot of fixed income instruments that people can consider. There is obviously sovereign gold bond which is for a very longer period that I have seen has become very attractive has always given good returns, it's a tax-free return. There are a lot of corporate and government bonds which could be a good interesting opportunity. There are debt mutual funds which also gives you a lot of liquidity are interesting opportunities and uh, there are FDs which I think what we are seeing in the Indian market is a lot of good investors are blocking FDs for the longer tenure which are offering higher interest rate. Before the repo rate starts going down. So I think these are some of the opportunities that people should definitely consider. I think Sovereign Gold Bond and FDs are very easy to understand for the user. So I, I suggest a lot of investors who are looking into these instruments to start with the basics and then slowly start exploring uh, debt mutual funds and the bonds as the product start dipping their toes in terms of how they behave and what are the nitty gritties that investors should know before actually increasing the exposure to that but what i've said specifically the tg who might be listening to this right a good 35 to 40 percent of the portfolio can be in debt instruments of that i think start with fds and gold sovereign gold bonds and then slowly start improving other assets.
1: Right. And Sovereign Gold Bond is more like you would say a kind of a hybrid between gold and interest rate because you get 2.5% rate yeah. also additional to the gold. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. So that is there. Plus, at least what we have seen in the past is over the seven to eight years of that bond, gold rates generally go up and then at maturity, it's completely tax free. So, yeah, I think it helps in a multiple shape and form. Recently, there has been a lot of education around the gold bonds. So I believe I am seriously hoping that in the next three to four years, there will be a lot of retail penetration getting into that.
1: Right, right. And... You know, talking about debt funds, debt funds also lost their tax advantage. So, you know, what would you tell investors who are now suddenly on the fence as far as debt mutual funds are concerned?
0: Yeah, no, no, I think there has been a, a lot of investors, advisors who have taken a back when the tax advantage went away. But I'm specifically talking about the retail investors, right? I think for retail investor, it is still a very good interesting opportunity to invest in. Because the first thing is you can get into the bond markets through debt mutual funds as low as 500 rupees right you don't have to be an expert to choose which are the bonds that you are purchasing that role is being played by the mutual fund another interesting thing is liquidity is still there right you don't have to hold the bond or that fund for till maturity you can actually liquidate at any point in time plus the whole reinvestment risk which is there when it comes to bond where your interest is taxed again whenever you get it is not there when it comes to debt mutual fund so overall barring the the, the biggest advantage of tax me, taxation that used to be there for the debt mutual fund i believe it is still a very interesting opportunity for retail investor to still focus on that keep investing you have good liquidity the product is becomes product is so simple that you don't have to think too much about right. how the rates are changing and how you should change right. your portfolio that work is done by the experts right
1: And even till today, till date, it is still capital gains. So you actually can delay the tax incident. Your interest will only get added to the NAV.
0: So you don't have to pay
1: interest tax, and you only pay it on capital gains when you redeem. So yeah, so that's
0: that reinvestment risk is not there. That so that is still saved for you versus when it comes to bonds. Right, right,
1: and sort of, you know, I think. Listeners and, you know, even our readers know a lot about equity over the years. But when it comes to fixed income, what are the various strategies they can use, you know, to optimize their returns?
0: Yeah. So I'll tell you one very interesting strategy that I have learned from a very well-known investor advisor to me is about the FD laddering, Jesh. I don't know if you are aware of that, but I think Vin talks a lot about FD laddering where... A retail investor can actually start investing in one-year, two-year, three-year FDs. And as and when your first-year FD, one-year FD matures, you can reinvest that into a three-year FD. And when the second-year FD matures, you can reinvest that in three years. So that after, like, when you start doing this laddering, every year your FD gets matured. And generally, three-year is a time horizon or a tenure for FDs where the interest rates are maximum right so it actually gives you a benefit of capturing the maximum interest rate for that with a regular liquidity and this become this product i feel is so important and critical for the retail investors who wants regular liquidity and also doesn't want to think which tenure to book and how do i maximize my returns i think that is one very interesting strategy i believe a, a, a large mass of india can start adopting which To be very honest, I wasn't aware. Like my entire FD investment used to be that if I get a bulk amount, I used to invest in FDs or some part in debt mutual fund or some part somewhere else. But I think this is one product that if you get a liquidity today, you can buy. Right. You don't, it's not like you have to wait for the issuance of the bond or issuance of the gold bond. Right. So keep doing one year, two year, three year FD. And after first and second year FD is mature, keep reinvesting that for a three year. I think that will give you a maximum return over a period of time. Right, right.
1: And this strategy can be also, I guess, applied to other investment categories like mutual funds and absolutely corporate funds and all of that, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So so that's why the laddering is a very interesting concept that even, to be very honest, I wasn't very exposed to. So a lot of retail investors are not very savvy with this. I think this is, yeah. laddering is one strategy that they should definitely explore.
1: Right, right. No, that is quite interesting. And I'm sure our listeners who are hearing us right now will really find this interesting and something that they would also try and apply. Another thing, sort of, what are the risks in fixed income investments that investors should be cautious about? Any pointers there that you can throw at us?
0: So I think one very obvious question that people keep asking is, does it beat on inflation? And I, like how much ever I support MDs or any similar products, I, I'm still very aware of the fact that every investment should definitely beat inflation so look for investments which are beating inflation but when it comes to fixed income right like credit ratings taxation some of these are very complex terms for a retail investor so maybe i think i would suggest anybody getting into a a fixed income investment for the first times don't jump into the bonds directly you start with the debt mutual fund, understand some of these nuances, how that works, and then get into bonds because I think it's it's a very serious topic and very complex topic for somebody to understand it on day one, not investment. So, yeah, so I think I, I believe that the knowledge gap can be filled with debt mutual funds before you actually get into bonds, but I've seen a lot of investors move from debt mutual fund and transition into the corporate bonds on a piece because you have a better understanding, you can still maximize the return versus the debt mutual funds. In right.
1: Long term. right, right. So debt mutual funds can be like an investor's training ground, you know, where they can maybe learn about interest rate risk, credit risk, what are these, how they work. Yeah. That's what you're yeah. saying, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, like debt mutual funds versus the corporate bonds for me is nifty 50 versus individual stocks right Right. so you have to understand that individual stock get into the depth of that but nifty 50 for me any layman can invest it's the simplest form of equity investments that anybody should do right right right
1: great Saurabh. uh, thanks for joining us today this was quite informative and you know our listeners will i'm sure take a lot from this thank you so much Thank you, listeners, for joining us today. If you liked this episode and would like to hear to more such interesting conversations, do log into our channel, Why Not Mint Money on Spotify, where you'd always find me omnipresent. Also, if you have any new ideas or suggestions, you can DM me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at the rate Josh Kriplani, that is J-A-S-H-K-R-I-P-L-A-N-I. You can always reach out to us over the email. Our email ID is mintponey at the rate live
0: To stay updated on this podcast, follow us at HD Smartcast on all the major social media platforms. To listen to more such podcasts, log on to www.hdsmartcast.com.